Hi, you're listening to Chris and Shaz and the Mother of All Roles podcast, two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. Now, this month's regular podcast has been postponed uh, of January 2020 due to the bushfires on the New South Wales south coast and, of course, across our country. Uh, Instead, local resident and uh, co-host Sharon Halliday shares her personal account of the ongoing crisis And as Shaz has been without power and going through this, uh, she has asked me to read out a piece that she wrote. So uh, please listen in on this uh, very real and raw account of Shaz's experience of uh, the situation that has unfolded down on our beautiful South Coast. May I start with my sincere condolences to the families and friends who have lost loved ones in the New South Wales coast, South Coast bushfires. Our thoughts and prayers are with you in your darkest hours. As of today, there are eight deaths and nearly 500 properties destroyed, with sections of our towns and villages completely decimated. These are not statistics. These are people's lives, livelihoods and shattered realities. Honest, there really are no words that can accurately describe what myself and my community endured and are still enduring. Because of the New South Wales South Coast bushfires that raged on Tuesday, 31st of December, New Year's Eve 2019, when you see natural disasters on the television and on social media, your heart breaks for those people affected. Now it seems it is the people of the South Coast whose hearts are breaking. It feels unreal and surreal. At a time when we usually see an influx of visitors to our seaside towns and villages, we saw a mass exodus unlike anything this country has ever experienced. You would have thought that the sight of, um, who would have thought that the sight of bread, eggs, milk and bags of ice would bring so much relief and joy for in these desperate times, it has represented another meal. At the moment, it is day to day, and on Saturday the 4th of January, when conditions deteriorated and the threat loomed once again, it was hour by hour. On New Year's Eve, it was a case of minute by minute, as I tried to keep my mother and children safe while not worrying about my husband, our home, and all the people I love. I will never again take for granted the little things, the hot shower, the home-cooked dinner of meat and three veg, and above all, the people that make my life so full and rich. This experience has taught me a number of lessons about humility, resilience, compassion, patience, surrender, detachment, gratitude, and even creativity. If you had have told me a few weeks ago that my kids would gobble up my barbecued nachos and French toast, I would have scoffed. But it is amazing what you can create with a few ingredients and a little bit of ingenuity. It's my son's birthday on Monday. It will be an occasion he will never forget for all the wrong reasons. There was no cake. Adding insult to injury, he had already seen his present when I had thrown it in the car unwrapped during the mad scramble to leave as the fire approached. Despite my best efforts, his birthday was an underwhelming affair. I tell myself that for all the challenges we have experienced, my kids will receive character building life lessons that I alone could not impart. 
I look out my front door, the smoke ever present, as it has been for many across our country, and I see a blackened carpet of burnt landscape where there was once dry grass. Further in the distance, I see bushland with occasional plumes of smoke, the after effects of the fire, which now leaves rubble for houses and a smouldering forest floor. Unfortunately, when now I now see nature, I also see fuel. I'm not sure we will have a two-year supply of firewood on our property ever again. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Not too far from my back door, I can see where the fire taunted our fence. I can also see where the distance of an Olympic-sized swimming pool is all that separates us from the closest house that did not survive the inferno. It sits in ruins and is a constant reminder of that life-changing day just over a week ago. Unfortunately, this is a story that could easily have been shared from any, of, any one of my neighbours. There are many right across our Shire and, be, and beyond who could tell the same tale of fiery close calls. Last night, the power was restored, bringing much uh, rejoicing to my neighbourhood of Surf Beach. It had been out for 10 consecutive days due to extensive damage. For those who haven't experienced a power outage on that scale for that length of time, it probably seems hard to fathom. And for good reason. Despite all the technological advancement the world has seen, it seems primitive in this day and age that this can even happen. Those computers we walk around with in our pockets became about as useful as paperweights for most of this week. With no service, no internet access, no power, and a reluctance to charge in cars and use the very essential resource of petrol. At one stage, I couldn't even call triple zero when some logs in a vacant lot near our house flared up on New Year's Day. I can't help but think that our equipment and systems and processes no longer withstand emergencies like this. And unfortunately, emergencies like this are no longer uh, few and far between. They're happening more frequently and I would like to see positive changes and lessons learned sooner rather than later and surely in my lifetime. As I hold a better vision for our world, I cannot help but feel like a radical dreamer. I paint a gloomy picture because this is the reality. Even though the situation has eased and is not as dire as it was a week ago, it is certainly taking its toll on people mentally, physically and emotionally. I suspect it is far from over with plenty of summer still to come. My glimmer of hope came three days ago when friends loaned us a generator after realising we had been surviving on rations in an esky the size of about three shoeboxes and half a bag of ice when we could get it. They also brought lamps, healthy food and other necessities to make life more comfortable while we were to ride the disaster out. Two days ago, my son got his cake thanks to a good Samaritan who had heard about his birthday. She also did a load of washing for me and seeing those fresh clean clothes all folded in a basket brought tears of gratitude. Oh. But the biggest gift of all friendship was of all was friendship. Just knowing there were people nearby who cared and wanted to ease our burden when we were mindful of not taking help away from others who were worse off. Though through all of this, the little things became big things and I found myself clinging to love, affection and friendship when I could get it. 
I want to thank the people I asked to pray for us at the height of the crisis around midday on New Year's Eve when the sky changed to a hellish red. The smoke was choking and visibly visibility was so low that it was dangerous to drive, even though that felt like the best option. To anyone who messaged me and I was unable to respond because of no service or low battery, we're okay now. Thank you to everyone who sent thoughts and prayers, not just for us, but all those affected. I have had a few miraculous moments in the last week and I have no doubt it was because of you. I owe a great deal of gratitude to my husband, Steve, who spent five hours defending our home, mostly from the roof, with an abrasion on his eye that he sustained that morning when the black leaves and ash rained down. I'm also forever grateful to the fireys who descended on our street at just the right time and who saved people and property across our region. I'll never be able to say thank you in person, but I hope each and every one of you know how much of a difference you make as does the agencies and the volunteers who do all they can to support people who are doing it tough. And let me tell you, there are a lot of those who are doing it tough. Everyone knows someone or several someones who have lost their home or who have been badly affected and displaced by these fires. There are countless others who are traumatised by this disaster and it might be some time before we see the full effects. There are people right now who are hurting even the strong ones have their limits. Some people are still in shock. All of us are in a state of disbelief. And for the ones who have lost their homes and precious possessions like one of my best mates, they are trying to piece together what's left and question where they go from here. Make no mistake, we cannot begin to recover yet for we still are in the grips of a disaster. Power and basic essentials is a daily concern for many, even with roads reopening and supplies arriving. The sounds of sirens and choppers have subsided, but keeping ourselves and our loved ones safe, hydrated, fed, calm and preoccupied is now what consumes us. To those who have already donated, from the celebrities to the men and women on the street, your generosity does not go unnoticed and it is very needed. I acknowledge that there are a lot of people uh, doing the very best, their very best to help. You will hear a lot about the Australian spirit as you so often do in these times. Right now, that spirit is required to continue supporting communities and individuals who are hurting beyond measure. Yes, we may be a resilient bunch and yes, we will rise again. But right now, if you feel compelled to give and help, to reach out, to lend a hand or a shoulder to cry on, it is for good reason. These are not just your fellow Australians. These people are your loved ones, your friends and members of your community. The people that right now will have to receive with open arms if they are to give themselves a chance to get back on their feet. <sighs> Absolutely moving, Shaz. And I, I thank you for being so courageous in sharing this piece with our audience and I am very honoured that you gave me um, you know that that opportunity to to read it on behalf of you as I know how you know how important it was for you to write this piece um, and I'm sure our, our audience will have felt that through your words which are always so powerful and, and so meaningful 
I have to say um, just a few words for myself. Um, so I'm Christine Evans, as you know, and living in Canberra, it has all been very real for us here as well. Um, nowhere near to, to the, uh, the breadth and the enormity of, of what Shaz has been through. Um, that bringing back memories of the 2003 fires where I, I packed two cars to evacuate. And thankfully we were untouched, but uh, many weren't at that time. And going through those motions, you know, one will never forget um, trying to work out, you know, what you take and what you don't take and what to do. And we have had endless days of smoke haze here this time and people are very on edge about being in a state of alert. So we know that for some the fire front has passed and for others they are still waiting on the hands of Mother Nature. But whatever the case, you know, Shaz and I want you to know that we're here to support you as best as we can. And if that means a share and a shout out of one of your charity funds or a space to events uh, such as my group, Mummy Jobs Australia Support Group, then please connect. Um, I have opened that forum up for people. Uh, I'm sure Shaz will speak further on this, but as a mum, a parent, navigating your kids through this scary situation can be confronting and really tricky. We are here for you and will continue to bring you content that supports you in your role as a mum, a parent and a woman. But for now, take care. In listening to Chris and Shaz and the mother of all roles on this very special and moving podcast of January 2020 on the New South Wales bushfires and Sharon Halliday's personal account. Uh, two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. Please don't forget to like, love and share and subscribe so that you don't miss a, a podcast episode. And please, to all the people in Australia going through this incredibly tragic and unprecedented time of fires. Hang in there. We're here for you. And if you need help, seek it out. Please don't be too proud. And please stay safe.